Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My friend Sean Bott is with me today. Sean is a master at the art of connection, and he's done that through his understanding of human psychology, uh, communication, interaction, dynamics. And you've taken an interesting spin on that, Sean, as you've developed that into uh, mentalism and mind reading, which is kind of your hook, but your message is connection. It's, it's interesting. The two worlds of entertainment, mind reading, and relationship psychology may seem very different. Mm. The reality is there's a ton of overlap, and I get to use the same tool sets I teach to help people learn to connect and build strong empathy and relationships. Mm. I get to use those same tool sets to read people's minds, to make them hurt in their brains in a really good way, <laughs> and to walk away with really positive memories. It's it's the kind of thing, they go hand in hand, and it also, it creates a great space to teach. It does. I've seen you in action, Sean, and we've had a, a couple of interactions since we met originally at the National Speakers Association. And it's, it's really quite artful how you've combined those areas of, it, it really is science and principle combined with what we sometimes call the soft skills or um, the, the more subtle human interaction uh, principles. And I hope we can get into some of those today. I think we definitely can. What have you noticed about what people are looking for, first of all, that will allow us to approach them in a way that's more conducive to a connection? So research shows without much hesitation, the first thing people are trying to get about you when meeting you for the first time is if you are a threat or not. We, we go into threat assessment hmm. mode. That's kind of a biological imperative. Our brains look at different people, people we've never come across before, and we're seeking to know if they're going to harm us. And so the first thing that we do in order to short circuit those things, mm -hmm. we have to interrupt that. We have to find a way to sidestep that, to cut through that, or to just shift the conversation. And the way that I typically do that is either through a greeting uh, mm -hmm. for me, this, I do, I genuinely do an intentional awkward wave. I know it looks like I'm a five-year-old, but I grin and I wave at people. <laughs> there is something about that that speaks to our interaction, even with kids. And it mm -hmm. usually does not result in negative things that people usually don't, they kind of quirk their head, but you can see that threat assessment just kind of leave them. And another, yeah. another approach to that if the goal is to change the, the conversation from, are you a threat to me? I give mm -hmm. genuine compliments. That's, it's a powerful way to interact with people. I may find, you know, something great about their shoes. Maybe their watch is awesome. Maybe they seem genuinely happy. I will find mm -hmm. some way to give a genuine compliment because warmth 
is like oxygen to us as people, and we don't get yes. enough of that. I think that's so true. As you shared this, Sean, I was thinking of several interactions I've had recently with young children, and maybe we can learn some things from them because they haven't built up all of the barriers that we as adults have. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see a little kid who just looks at you. First of all, they're, they're making eye contact. <laughs> Which is strange <laughs> for us these days. I was out mowing the lawn last night, and little five-year-old Ruby next door is inside of the French doors on their back porch, uh, but she can see across into my yard, and she sees me out there mowing the lawn, and she just she does, she does your wave, Sean. She does the awkward wave. She's kind of smiling at me, and it just warmed my heart. So if we'll notice what these little kids are doing, maybe that could be a guide to becoming a little more vulnerable ourselves. I think, I think you're right. It takes... It takes that vulnerability. It takes a willingness to be present and to not know exactly how it's going to go, mm-hmm. but being willing to be available. Right. And that risk is that risk is interesting. I, when I first learned to do this uh, about ten years back, I was terrified because social interaction and the possibility of failure is something that that a lot of us carry with us long mm-hmm. after we've had negative interactions. I notice now as I step forward and just lean into this, I maybe have one out of a thousand interactions that go negatively. It's, Mm. it's kind of astounding because I know my intention towards the people I'm meeting. I want to, I I want to bless their life. I want to inspire them. I want to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have nothing that I'm trying to sell or to do other than to connect with another human being. And I think we can only get to where we're coming from. So if I step into an interaction mm. and I want, I want to sell someone on something or I want to, my, my motive is to take advantage, I, I will eventually get taken advantage of. I will lose. But if I come into a space wanting to add to, to understand or to benefit, it's a totally different interaction and it's genuinely warm. I'm, I'm capturing that in my mind. We get to where we come from. Whoa, that's kind of profound. It's, it's, and it's true. It's a universal truth. I think it is. It, it, it's a version of the old karma idea. Mm-hmm. I have noticed this myself, too, and I don't want to be sold. I want to buy, yeah. but I don't want to be sold. And if someone approaches me from a... a truly authentic desire to bless and enrich my life, they're going to get all kinds of loyalty from me. Yeah. You use this to create experiences for people on stage. Mm-hmm. Within, within the first 30 seconds, I will step onto a stage, sometimes for several hundred people, sometimes for several thousand people, and I honestly, I start off with an awkward wave for these large groups of people, oftentimes, you know, CEOs for very, very successful companies. Mm. And there's something very disarming about that wave and the way I approach it. And people will come up after they've had their minds blown or their minds read or crazy things happen. And they'll ask me, are you a psychic? And I'll say no. And they'll say, well, are you a medium? And I'm an extra large and people, <laughs> people want to believe that I have these massive powers. But the reality is 
my only superpower is empathy. I'm, I'm funny on stage. I'm warm on mm. stage. But as soon as people get a taste of knowing that they matter, that they're seen, that they're heard, that they're felt, mm-hmm. kind of like Mr. Rogers said, I, I like you just the way you are. To know that they're okay yes. exactly as they are, people will bend over backwards to help you belong and to, to network you, to connect you. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. when someone leaves your space feeling better about themselves than when they entered your space, you will find people flooding to you to hand you their business card or to, to introduce you and network you to the people they care about because they know that's what you bring. Right. It seems too simple. (laughs) It is too simple, but it, but it's also, it's kind of it's kind of fundamental truth. We're we're hardwired for connection. We're hardwired for mm-hmm. belonging. It's it's a survival mechanism in us. And we want more than anything, I think, on a daily basis to have someone show us that we're loved. Right. And I think and I fear uh, most people go through the day without experiencing that. And if you if you get to go through your day having multiple interactions from people that show you that you're loved, you're doing okay. That's a good day. That's a, that's a great day. Yeah. That's a really good day. And we all experience it. I, I say that, Sean, because here you are, you're on the stage in front of thousands of people and you get booked for big events all over the world and people look at you on stage and think, oh, he's got it all together. He never has any concerns or insecurities or problems. You and I know different because we're behind the mic a lot. Uh, and it's just people, mm-hmm. right? You've got some superpowers that you've developed, but you want to feel that same thing. Which is, the reason I point that out, Sean, is because we can look at our own needs and desires as an indicator of what other people are likely to be looking for. I think that's, I think that's accurate. I think, like you said, so much of what we, so much of what we see in ourselves as needs are needs that other people have. I think we tend to view ourselves as less than or weaker than other people. But the reality is I think for the vast majority of us, we all have the same basic needs of belonging. We have the same basic needs of, of interaction and of connection. We, mm-hmm. we despise isolation and we want community. Yes. To know that we matter, to know that we're important. You said something earlier, Sean, about giving a compliment. Those are hard to receive sometimes. Oh, it's interesting. What's up with that? So compliments can make people squirm, especially Mm -hmm. if they are, you know, if they are very, very deep compliments. And the good news is upon first meeting someone, we often won't be able to dig too deep. Right. But if we can find something to reflect back to them with genuine energy, it, it, it can be tough, but it's, it's very seldom that you'll find somebody that is rude to a genuine compliment and compliments should not be focused on physical appearance that that actually makes people squirm profoundly. And, uh, I, I know that I've seen that I've received those, those kinds of things just put people off. But if you 
can find something quirky or interesting about someone, you'll notice that that's a wedge. It opens up the interaction. I heard you speak for the first time, I think it was in December Mm -hmm. last year, and I had a teenager come into my office. And some of your words were still ringing in my mind as he came in and he's kind of like, you know, shutting down a little bit in the body language. He mm-hmm. had his arms folded, his hat's on kind of sideways. And he's just, you know, you just try to teach me something. His parents were here with him. And I, I looked him over real quick to see what I could genuinely compliment him on. Because that's something you trained us on. Mm-hmm. And I said this. I said, dude, those socks are totally legit. That's awesome. He had these awesome socks, and I'm kind of a sock guy. Right. And so I, and that was it. He melted. It, and it, it was almost miraculous mm-hmm. how that just opened a door for me because it was sincere and he could tell. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah, taking notice Something of what simple. makes somebody unique. Mm-hmm. And f- quite frankly, a lot of the time, people will wear the things that interest them. If right. you can find a way to connect with it. It shows that you're trying to connect with them. And often, the majority of the time, that's really well received. Mm. That is a great tip. And I think we can get into some other practical things as we come back from this break. Is that okay with that's you? That's perfect. This is awesome. Everyone, Sean Bott at Live On Purpose Radio will be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Sean Bott at Live On Purpose Radio today. Sean, we don't get to showcase your mind-blowing skills here today. You know, it's, it's unfortunately, it would be tough to do that. People would think you and I are in cahoots, and we are. We, we are sort always of are. cahooting. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a shame. I would love to roll and connect with the people listening uh, we can definitely, we can describe in very vivid terms what may happen at a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun. And to get that, you can, you can always go to Sean's website because you've got some demo videos and things yeah, there. You about can go to seanbot.com. You can see some of the interactions and testimonials and the spaces that I yeah. get to connect with, with organizations in. We'll come back to that here in just a minute because I love what you're doing and I want to promote that. Just before the break, Sean, we were I, I mentioned to you this young man that came into my office and as I commented, I complimented him mm-hmm. uh, by making a comment about his socks. It was genuine. Yeah. Um, it said to him something that was powerful. 
that, that I see him, that he is present for me. And that acknowledgement, I think, is really powerful. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I, I remember where I kind of learned the power of compliments from. I have a good friend named Jerome, mm-hmm. who is a, a Sangoma. He's a trained African witch doctor. Oh, wow. And he studies a lot of, a lot of fringe things that most people ignore, but he, uh, <laughs> it's strange to reference him as the, the source of this. <laughs> he, he taught me one of the most powerful things you can really do with, with people in your life is turn to them and authentically say the gifts that I see in you are, and wow. then find the four or five things, the powerful things that you see in them and just, just give it honestly. And that's, mm. you, it's interesting, the times I've genuinely done that only to do that, not to sell people, not to motivate a- any action out of them other than recognizing the greatness in them. Yes. I, I have had people just weep in joy because they know that the parts of them that often get ignored in the world matter. The, the goodness in them right. matters. I just had a revelation it occurred to me, Sean, that one of the reasons you get booked as much as you do is because you see people in a freaky sort of a way. You can tell people their social security number. <laughs> you can tell them the PIN for their debit card. I've seen you do these kinds of things. And that freaks them out a little bit, but it's, it's an even deeper, more powerful way of saying, I see you. Yeah. And it freaks them out. But this is what people want. They want to be seen. They want to matter. They want to know that their lives are significant. I think that's that's it. They they want to be seen. And mm. I I think of performances after shows, I'll often interact with people. And that's mm-hmm. frankly my most joyful time because I think that dyadic, that one-on-one interaction where you mm-hmm. know that you matter, even if it's just for 30 seconds, yeah. it's powerful. And I will sometimes right. have lines of 50 or 60 people after an event. I don't do psychic readings. That's, that's not my, my world, no. but I will tell people what I get about them. And if it's accurate, awesome. And if it's inaccurate, awesome. But most of the time <laughs> people will line up because for 30 seconds or so, they're the center of attention. They're the focus. Right. I, want to under, I want to understand before being understood. And that's, yes. that's a powerful frame shift for a lot of people. And I think if, if your listeners take just that from today, seek first to understand, then to be understood, yeah, that shifts the way we do communication. So Covey knew what he was talking about, huh? <laughs> I, I, Covey absolutely knew what he was talking about. <laughs> you know, that brings another thing to the front of my mind which I think is a powerful tool for connection. And that is, it's not about me. It's all about you. And communicating that quickly. I introduced you to a friend of mine who produces an event. Mm -hmm. And in this brief introduction, you blew his mind by showing him that you knew what he was thinking about. And, And it blew his mind and it freaked him out. But he knew in that moment, I got to have this guy. Yeah. Because you made it all about him. It wasn't about, hey, look at me and how wonderful I am. Uh, It was about, hey, I see you in a way that is going to surprise you. 
And if we can take that now, we don't have to turn everybody into a mentalist. Mm -mm. Please don't. (laughs) No. We got enough of those, and this one's a great one. So if you need a mentalist, get Sean. But that principle, making it about them, showing them that you see them, being vulnerable and authentic, these are some of the things that I'm gleaning from our conversation today. I think the vulnerability, I think I think everything you said is spot on. I think also what you just mentioned runs home the importance of preparation. See, we we, yes. we, we don't tend to think of social preparation. We think of work mm-hmm. preparation. We think of emergency preparation. But if we think in terms of social preparation, which is this, I know on a daily basis, I'm going to interact with strangers. Right. I can either interact with strangers in a space of coldness, mechanically, like most of the world does, or if I can create warmth, those strangers become acquaintances, become friends, become relationships, Mm -hmm. become mentors, become students. If we look at the world as opportunity instead of just a mechanism that we live in, our preparation suddenly has a ton of meaning. I know some of the behind the scenes for this, Sean. The introduction that I was referring to, you were not expecting. Mm-mm. You showed up to a meeting. You were in your PJs. I was in, I was in sweats. You show up <clears throat> to this meeting. You, you know you're not presenting. You're there to be a participant in the mm-hmm. meeting. Uh, you and I connected there. I saw this friend of mine who I know is looking for an experience for his event. Right. And I know you can provide that experience. So, of course, I want to make that introduction. You're not dressed for it. You're not prepared, right? Or were you? I was 100% prepared. You came prepared to have that interaction. Can because, you talk about that? Yeah. I, I know in the spaces that I'm in that people, once they hear what I do, will ask me, what is a mentalist? Right. I can give you an elevator pitch or I can give you an experience. I will choose an experience every time because... Once I help someone to know that they are seen and heard and felt and matter in an extraordinary way, right. I then have people say, come have lunch with me. Let's see how you fit into my event. Let's see how you fit into my world. Right. And when I work with a client or clients, my only desire is to make them and their guests the stars of those moments. So again, on a large scale, I want them to know that they matter, that they're seen, even for their events. And because mm-hmm. I do that... I get repeat bookings from clients because I know that in the experiences we seek for, we want laughter, we want warmth, but more than anything, we want to matter. Right. Right. So the art of connection is all about communicating that. Mm-hmm. And not just communicating it, but experiencing it with people. <sighs> Because you can, what you say doesn't matter nearly as much as how you show up. Yeah. Which takes my mind right back to what you said earlier. You, you get to where you're coming from. So paying attention to where you're come from is mm-hmm. helps you to show up better. Yeah, checking mm-hmm. yourself if you need to. There's, there are times, I think, for all of us where it's easy to, to just want to benefit ourselves. Right. And we're, frankly we're taught in the way the, that social interaction is structured now, mm-hmm. we're taught to take care of ourselves first. 
Right. But if you can take care of someone else and create a space and a dialogue for them to show up as well, you will be shocked at the amount of people that lean into you as you lean into them. Right. But it takes, it takes risk. And it also, frankly, it takes a little bit of willingness to fall in order to succeed in this space. Right. Which is just part of the process. We don't have to be afraid of it. Sean, the reason we're having this conversation is because of the very dynamics that we're talking about here. Yeah. You and I made a connection. Uh, we could see that in continuing those conversations, we could bless not only each other's lives, but the lives of other people, like that young teenager that came into my office. Mm-hmm. You didn't go to that event thinking, I'm going to help Dr. Paul with one of his clients, <laughs> uh, but you did. And so then your impact and your influence begins to spread because of the connections that you make. And what's interesting, too, when you talk about the preparation, I had a moment where Dr. Paul thought about me. Do you notice that even it, it's, it steps right. even further back? You took the time to not even consciously do exactly what we're pointing out and talking about. You took mm-hmm. the time. Your preparation, I think, was essentially being present. Just knowing right. this person can bless this person. Let's see what happens. And, and what was right. beautiful about it, you didn't introduce me with the thought of, and somehow I can loop back to this friend of mine and uh, see what I can offer him, your friend Sam that you introduced me to. Yeah. You literally put me out there with a glowing recommendation, knowing that I would do my best to appreciate and acknowledge Sam. Right. Which you did. And that's that's... That's the beauty. And my come from, so I'm checking myself here mm-hmm. too. My come from was, was just what you described. I saw you, I saw Sam. I knew that Sam and Sean needed to talk and mm-hmm. that wonderful, magical things could happen. Right. And lives would be blessed. And there was nothing, honestly, nothing in that that said, maybe I'll get something out of this. Although I have. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it, the sweetest compensation is life is in life is that you get what you want when you help other people get what they want. Yeah, oftentimes our desires, the things that we would love to have happen, come as a byproduct for showing up. Yes, and and we the things that we normally put as our priorities, sometimes even if we have them as goals, if we can set them down and do our best to be present to show up and to love. Yes. Those things you'll you'll blink and a month or two later you'll suddenly realize I am beginning to receive more of these things because my focus is on others. It's outward focus instead of being trapped in in the all the dialogue, right. all the negativity, all the stress that our brains can produce. Yes. We're now focused on what's present and what's real. Beautiful principles, Sean. And you've illustrated them well, and you do it all the time in your work. How can people get connected with you? We mentioned the website, SeanBot, SeanBot.com, S-E-A-N-B-O-T-T.com. And people can reach out to me there uh, through either an inquiry, my email address, or even my phone. Uh, They can get a hold of me, and I do my best to take care of clients or questions really, really quickly. Yes. And I can attest, it's an experience to have this man in the front of your group he will blow their mind. 
He will inspire them to connect on a, on a more real level with other people. Sean, you're doing some good work. Thank you for showing up at Live On Purpose Radio today. Thanks for having me here, Dr. Paul. It's time, everyone, to live on purpose. Purpose.